Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. How are you, man? Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Thank you. for. I'm happy to be back here and ready to watch a great film together with you on YouTube. Well, that is the premise of our acronym. We are a podcast. We are a live streaming. Streaming. That is, if you're alive, you could stream this first on mutinyradio.fm, where we are right now. 
as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go ahead, type in mutinyradio.fm, check out the station, and on Sunday at 2 p.m. PST, go ahead and hit play. We're also a podcast, audio, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, that's our acronym, and most importantly, we have a YouTube channel. We want to watch a full-length movie with you. We are going to find a movie on YouTube, and we're going to watch it with the sound off. You're going to watch the movie with us. Yeah. And you're going to listen to our podcast at the same time. Unless, of course, you're watching the video. Hello, we have a movie to present to you. That's really exciting, Carl. I'm really excited. Okay. Uh, okay. And don't forget, Mutiny Radio has a lot of great stuff. So when you go to mutinyradio.fm, not only you can figure out a way to channel that station, check out our archive, you can also donate. Hit the donate button or go to Venmo and donate money to at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie today? Today, we will watch Saturn 3, 1980. Isn't that easy to put in the search engine of YouTube? Saturn, then the number three, okay. and then 1980. And I spell out 1980. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. It All is right. numerically, right. You don't even need Roman numerals. It is 1980. All right. Well, hey, gang. 43-year-old movie. Saturn 3 from 1980 is on YouTube and we're gonna watch it. So go ahead, type in Saturn 3, the number, and then of course, 1980. And Carl, who is hosting our movie? Well, I just caught it here, I looked it up. It is video for you to see. Now you'll only find one thing, so I'm not gonna tell you the cool way they wrote for you to see, but because oh. when you get there, that will be for you to see. I'm not yeah. telling you. Very Prince-like. Okay, so videos for you to see is hosting the movie we're gonna be watching. Saturn 3, we want you to click the link. The movie's going to play. There's no ads. I didn't get an ad. No, Just get pause I didn't get an ad. And then move the timer back to zero, zero, zero. When you hear go, we want you to hit play with us, and we'll start the movie. That sounds complicated. Don't worry. We'll give you a couple minutes to get yourself set up because we have a special feature coming up. The go is going to be said by none other than a celebrity comedian. Carl not only produces the show, wrote this theme song, and syncs up the video, He's went out of his way to talk to a celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Nick Kina. Welcome, yes. Nick. Hi, everybody. Now, this segment is usually titled Celebrity Comedian Countdown, but with you, it's just Celebrity Countdown because you, sir, make your living at music. This is almost unheard of. You don't have some day job. You're a music guy. Tell me how you fell into that. Was that your lifelong goal? Tell me how you arrived here. You know, it was never like, I wouldn't say it was a lifelong goal. For a long time, I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, you got to grow up. I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I guess I'll be a mechanic or something. I don't know. I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of crappy jobs when I was younger. Um, but music's always been around. My father's a musician and all his brothers are musicians as well. So there was always, there was always music around the house and I couldn't go a day without hearing at least three or four Led Zeppelin tunes in the background. My dad, right. my dad is a rabid Zeppelin fan and that, that's something that we all kind of inherited uh, <laughs> through the years, we just all became Zep fans. But I started going to his to his gigs uh, when I was about thirteen years old, thirteen, fourteen years old. He he started letting me come to some of his gigs. 
that were at like nicer places. He played, sure. he, played he played some spots that were pretty rough that, you know, you know, he wouldn't, you know, he, he was scared to go. They, they were paying right. him to be there though. So, but you know, I would sit at the bar and I would drink root beer and I would, and I would kind of be like a third base coach. Mm-hmm. And I, he, he would look at me and I would tell him if like the guitar was too loud, I would, I would go, and like you know, give give big awesome. big giant hand gestures to tell him what needs to get fixed, and then he would walk up to the board and you know just make those little minor adjustments, and and that got that's that's the first time I kind of I the that first moment I was like wow this is this is a cool job this is something <laughs> that's fun, and yeah. then I started I and then I started playing the bass because my father's a bass player it's what we had in the house so I started playing in bands and you know working my way up to becoming a frontman I was. Always like you know, in, like um, you know, I played harmonica. I'd sing some backup vocals, but I wasn't the front man. And then slowly but surely, I just kind of became that front man. And I started running open mic nights when I was uh, 21, and it was just so much fun. It was such a blast, just because you, know, you get all different types of people that come in. You know, some people that are absolutely fantastic and they're looking for a gig. And then you get your you get your weekend warrior type guys. The oh my kids all left the house and I can finally play the guitar again. Nice. You get a lot of those fellows too, and they're great too. But like you meet all these really sweet sweet people that all you know share the same interest and the same love of of the of, of music. You know, it's it's yeah. it's music is is to, in my opinion it's the last real form of magic mm-hmm. because special effects have ruined our eyes. Like we know, CGI. yeah. Like we know that's CGI. It looks so good, but you yep. know that's CGI. But you play a song, and and you can absolutely transport someone to a different time and place, yeah. and a different feeling, and you, and you can really make someone, you know, feel something. Whether you're yeah. trying, whether you're trying to or not, whether you like, whether you meant to, you know, you know, I, I a few a few gigs ago. I did a song by Bob Dylan to make you feel my love. Beautiful song. It's one of his most covered. And this really sweet couple, they were sitting at the table with their two kids and they just, they stood up and started dancing, slow dancing to this song. And then when they finished, the the, the wife's got a tear coming down her face. Really? She said, that's our wedding song. Holy cow. That's great. And and next week's our anniversary. And I was like, oh, right. So I got, you know, and there was just this beautiful magic. I didn't know they were gonna be there. I didn't know that it's just this this magical moment and and, mm-hmm. and like in that moment he grabs her hand and they stand up and they start dancing. I'm like, oh that's really sweet. Yeah. That's really nice. I guess they like this song. And then they told me their whole life story. It was really you know, <laughs> it was really nifty. So and now you've like, um you mentioned the bass, right? And I know you're mm-hmm. all about the guitar, but you're also playing this great mandolin. How did it, you fall into that? It's it's actually it's called the bazooki. It's uh it's okay. a Greek it's like a Greek mandolin. The technical term would be octave mandolin. It just has a longer neck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's got a lower a lower resonance. Um and it's just got a really beautiful tone. And a friend of it mine went, a friend of mine went to Greece in like two thousand I wanna say two thousand five. She went to Greece and she she had bought it for her her then boyfriend. And then when she got back to, uh, from Greece, uh, they broke up. Long story short, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she 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 gave it to me under the, and the the promise was he's never allowed to touch it again. And she gave it to me. And, and you I, saw I, to it. And I held up my end of the deal. <laughs> but it's just such a I don't know. I never actually learned to play 
a, a standard six string guitar. It's not, it's not something I learned to play. I started on, on bass and then a little bit of slide guitar, then mandolin fell in my lap and then the bazooki fell in my lap. And the bazooki was great because I've got, I've got kind of fat fingers and getting in between the frets on a mandolin is a little tricky. The, the, the frets are very close together. But the bazooki's got a longer neck and the frets are spread out a bit more. So it just it was like, this is built for me. Yeah. And it really was. I can't believe all the smoke on my face. <laughs> That's what happens when you smoke. Yeah. My apologies to everyone on the West Coast. We still smoke <laughs> over here. <laughs> but, um, but now, I, also, I, you, you have this looping. Uh, it's uh, something yeah. that a lot of people are doing. Yeah, you do it with the mandolin, but it's not called a mandolin. It's a bazooki. Yeah. You do, you do, yeah, so this technology fell in your lap, and you really take advantage of it. Yeah, well, during lockdown, it became kind of – it became more and more clear that I wasn't going to be having any gigs with my band anytime soon. So the thought of I'm going to have solo gigs, a, a lot of solo gigs in my future came, came to – you know, it can be like absolute fact. So I went out and bought this loop pedal, and uh, they make and they make, they make, this is a pretty neat one. I can hook the microphone up to it and get a little beat going, and you know, build the song in the moment, which is a lot of fun. And um, there's a great musician. Uh, I've been a fan of his work for God, like almost almost 25 years. I've been following this guy's career. His name's Keller Williams, just like the real estate company, but this guy's way cooler. Uh -huh. um, but he he. He works with a loop pedal, and he was working with loop pedals back in the day. He was one of the first musicians I, I've ever became aware of that was a solo act working with loop pedals. And just one guy on stage would get the entire entire arena or entire auditorium or, or, or theater, wherever he was playing, everybody's dancing. And it's just one guy up there. Yeah, It's, a, it's really an amazing show, but you know, I'm nowhere near his caliber. But uh, you know, I just started kind of playing with it and building songs and having fun with it and and just having fun with it. And that's, that's the main point of what I do is if I'm not having fun up there, nobody yeah. is. Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the same could be said for all, all aspects of entertainers. Even if, even if you're giving a, 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 a Shakespeare soliloquy and you're, and you're pouring your heart out and you're crying in the moment, you better be having fun or, or, you know, it's not, not going to be translate. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's, that's just the thing. Like I've had, I've had plenty of crappy jobs, but about, uh, a little over ten years ago, I uh, I got laid off from from my last real job, uh -huh. de delivering car parts, and I got laid I got laid off because I you know I got fired because I was always late because I had I had gigs every night. So I, when I got fired, I just was like, all right, well screw it, I'm just gonna start playing more shows because I was I looked at it like I was making I was making crappy money at this day job, mm -hmm. and I knew if I if I knew if I just worked five nights a week and played five shows a week at least. But I could make as much, if not more, than what I was making at the car part at the car part shop, and and it, and it turned out I was right. Yeah, and, you know, instead of making like after taxes, I'm making like a hundred and four dollars a day. Yeah, working working a nine hour shift, I'm making at least a hundred and eighty dollars, two hundred dollars for working for three four hours. Mm -hmm. I mean, the math just you know, <laughs> the math sells the whole thing. You know, not to say you know. Everyone could do this because I don't know. No, but it takes a special individual, and that is you, my man. Now, the way we met each other was you're doing these music open mics. Now, it's always yep. been my philosophy that, and Vin Vitali, our good friend together, was a part of this. It's always been my philosophy that, like, 
you go to a comedy open mic and that's okay and everything, but it is a sea of comedians. And I'm doing real gigs, you know, at Scotty's every weekend. I'm going off to other places like Kentucky and Delaware. Got to be in front of real people. So the way to do that is go to a music open mic. None of them are comedians, you know. So I want to thank you for allowing me and my friends to get up there. You know, I really appreciate it. We're not doing music and you say it's fine. I love it. It it, it 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 breaks up the show a little bit to have to, to pepper in a couple comics. Yeah. Um and I you know, I've always been a fan of, of, of comedy. I've I've gone to shows at Caroline's and you know, uh, which I hear is closing. Yes, it is closed. That's a bummer. That's a yeah, bummer. It I is. saw I saw Louie there a couple times when he uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the in the late nineties, like snuck in. But uh that's you know, I've always been a fan of stand up comedy and go and I've been to uh, stand up open mic nights, I, just as just as a you know as a patron, mm-hmm. and and I've, and I've watched I've watched comics bomb, yes, in, at at an open mic in front of other comedians, and it's like yeah. it's like it's like that one drop of blood in the water, and all the sharks <laughs> smell it circle, mm-hmm. and and it's funny to see, and like and and I know it's part of the process, and it's just the way comics work and the way comics think and react I, I, I love it <laughs> but the way we react at, at at my open mics at music open mic nights if a guy bombs you don't boo you don't and you don't make fun of him yeah. you just let him, you let him know i mean you'll you'll get him next time you know? yeah that's right you'll get him next time buddy you know we're it's it's my open mics music open mics in, inherently are, are more like they're more like group therapy for musicians yeah, yeah. with a cash bar <laughs> the best way i can describe them but the, you know we just get together. We we talk about we talk about music. We talk about our equipment. We do, you know we're just big nerds. Everyone thinks musicians are cool. We're not cool. No, we're, no. Just, we're just giant nerds that ha- that happen to do something that chicks like. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to get to your podcast and plug that. Now it's called You Good. That's it is. what it's, it's called. called. You Good. And now it's Y A. Yep. Good question mark. Now what is this podcast about? How can people find it? You can find it on SoundCloud um, and follow. Our, there's a Facebook page as well uh, called "You Good Podcast," and it's um, it's it's basically we, we, me and my friend Dylan Jacobus. We started this podcast to just kind of uh, again, kind of just uh, like do what we do at open mic nights and talk shop uh, and talk about the music scene in, in North Jersey, like like Jersey, but kind of specifically North Jersey. Um, just that's because where I'm. I'm uh, <laughs> But, uh, it's music based. It's all about it music. Is, okay. It is primarily music based, but we do we do go off topic. And I know that uh, we've got a uh, we've got a couple of uh, shows that are coming up that are like the like we're going to do like a top ten list of annoying sounds. Okay. And that, and and some of those answers are definitely going to be music based, but some of those answers are not music based because yeah. one of the like one of my least favorite sounds in the world is when you uh, when you when a car starts up and the belt squeaks. Yeah, yes. Oh my God! Just, oh, just, fix it. just fix it already. Just, just yeah. fix it. It's a cheap. It's a twenty dollar belt. Just fix it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. One, one that bugs me is when uh, the Windows makes that sound like you screwed up. You know what I'm talking oh. about? <laughs> and sometimes you do something that you don't consider a screw up, and Windows is like, bang! The <laughs> Windows. <laughs> that is an annoying sound when you're like. Okay, when I'm, so- if I'm in the middle of mixing something or, or um, you know, editing the podcast or whatever, and like all of a sudden we get like 40 prompts about the mouth, like our antivirus 
that I right. haven't updated because the computer works offline. I don't care. Yeah, right. You're safe <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So it's called You Good. Yep. Y A Good question mark. Yep. And we're looking at, to find it on SoundCloud, but there's also a Facebook group. Yeah, uh, the fa there's a Facebook page, um, page. And, and every time, when, whenever an episode drops, we share it on, we'll, we'll share the link on Facebook. Okay. Um, it's, it's a small podcast. We're just starting it out. Um, we've only, we, we, we've only been doing it consistently for like the past, like two months. We took a long break after my kid was uh -huh. born. Um, cause you know, which makes sense. Yeah. Well, you, you know, just as well as I do, buddy, when, when, <laughs> you know, when, when you start building that family, you got to start shifting your things around and make everything fit. yeah that's <laughs> right things go on hold my uh music career went on hold uh when that happened you know uh and i you know when they got older i came back to it but i ended up in comedy but i want to plug your ep now you have uh an ep out there it's called i've been called worse which is yes. a great title Thank now you. now it's an ep because it's short and where can people find it tell me about it and we, uh, you can find it pretty much wherever you can uh, you know, stream music from. It's available on all platforms. Uh -huh. um, and, iTunes uh, and SoundCloud. ITunes, SoundCloud. And... Uh, I believe it's on YouTube as well. Okay. If you, if you type in Nick Kena, I've been called worse. I believe it still I've pops up. I've been worse. Um, yeah. And uh, this is kind of what the album cover looks like. <laughs> well, I see the vinyl behind you there, yeah. just like I have vinyl. I bet you some Led Zeppelin is in there, of course. Uh, I have I have I have every studio album, and uh, the song remains the same. The the film soundtrack. I I also have a forty five of Hey Hey What Can I Do. Very nice, so perfect. That's a rare find. I got that for Look a quarter at a, at a garage sale. I got that I got that forty five for a quarter at a garage sale. Blew my mind. A quarter? They didn't know what they were they selling. No idea what they had. And it's what's it's on the flip? What's on the flip? It's the it's the B side actually. The A side is immigrant song. Oh, hey, what a great collection. That those are two great songs. So when when well when 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 Zeppelin 3 came out, Atlantic Records said we want we want to put out a single. Led Zeppelin said, "No, we don't do singles." And Atlantic went and did it anyway. We yeah. took Immigrant Song and then they grabbed, "Hey, hey, what can I do?" off the shelves and put it together. And that that's actually kind of what the last straw was, which that's the like that that's one of the arguments that led Zeppelin led led, led Zeppelin <laughs> to uh to forming their own label because they, they were losing autonomy uh, uh -huh. at, at Atlantic yeah. and they didn't have control over their product. And right. So, yeah. So, and, and, and just, just like Led Zeppelin does, <laughs> I wanted to be just like them. I, uh, <laughs> I this, this EP was self-produced. Uh, well, not self-produced. I like, you know, like, but I, you know, no label or nothing. Me, me and Dylan Jacobus, uh, Connor Larkin, uh, Victor Phillips on, uh, he's my, he's uh, a great producer. Uh, and, uh, and Sean Fairley, a uh, fantastic drummer, we put this together during lockdown. And actually, a lot of what was recorded was recorded, um, like a lot of what ended up on the final product, I recorded in a, in a, in a pantry during lockdown. Mm -hmm. I, was stuck, I was stuck in Pittsburgh with my now fiancé uh, during the first few months of lockdown, and we wanted to get some work done. I had no equipment with me, just, just my bazooki, and my and my songbook, but I also had I had my tablet and I had my cell phone, so I I I, I kind of just jury rigged a coat rack to hold up my uh, my tablet down here and my phone up up about, about head level, and I sat in I, I stood in, in this in this pantry with the door closed and a yoga mat over my head to soundproof mm -hmm. it, 
looked, right. I, looked I must have looked like a really like really normal guy but uh <laughs> and i recorded a lot of my vocals and, and some of the bazooki in that in that pantry sent it back to jersey and they and they were so they were working on and victor, victor oh, Phillips especially he was working on producing a lot of it while it was still stuck in pittsburgh and then I got back into Jersey, and then and then we went into the studio. We went to a, a original music school of Morristown, which has some pretty cool recording studios as well. And uh, and we just me and the boys just banged out what, what was left, and Sounds good. And, and then we put it out. But yeah, it's just it was it was not your it was not the way a a, a typical uh, <laughs> album gets put out. No, <laughs> I've been called worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Nick Kena. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. Right so on. everyone at home, they've got to press play at the same time as we do here in the studio. And that's what you're here for. So why don't you go ahead, Nick Kina, and give us that celebrity countdown. Wait, 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 hang on, I gotta ask, what's the movie? The movie is called Saturn Three. It's from 1980. Now this stars Farrah Fawcett, and it's got... Um, uh, Kirk Douglas and uh, I forget. You. Yeah, it's it's like a science fiction uh, film, and it's from the seventies. It, it was filmed in seventy eight, seventy nine, even though it was released in nineteen eighty. It's right after Star Wars, so you see a lot of Star Wars influence in it. <laughs> I it's love Harvey it Keitel, Harvey Keitel, uh, Harvey Keitel Fair Fawcett and Kirk Douglas. Oh my God, I'm watching. <laughs> And there's a crazed robot, you know, everyone's going to love this film. It's not the best film, but they're going to enjoy watching it with us. I bet they will. I bet they will. This sounds, this sounds like a real stinker and I can't wait. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Now, Nick Kena, okay. everyone at home, they are poised to watch this film. Same time we do in the studio. They got to press play same time. So why don't you go ahead, Nick Kena, All and right, give thanks. us that celebrity countdown thanks so much for having me carl keep kindness in your hearts and on your minds three two one go thank you celebrity comedian countdown and thank you weird beginning movie oh i think that's celebrity comedian i haven't heard it yet but it was fantastic it oh, was just the, the best ones this turn is the, the logo for it is up dude go ahead turn it up go ahead it is. It's hot. Mike <laughs> Green is food. giving me no music. There's no music going on. Yeah, that's my joke. There is no music in the beginning. We're going to get some music in a minute. Carl, I have it at 100. <laughs> now, look how this was. This was a 1980s for two-second font, right? Right. Right at the beginning of the 1980s. For like the first three months, you would see a book in this title. You would see, you know, it didn't last for some reason. What was it, like Dreamscape was 1980, The Nude Bomb with Maxwell Smart. It was a weird year, 1980, yeah. for movies. Yeah. A lot of weird movies came out that year. Reagan just arrived. We've still had Carter on our brain. You could tell the clothing is like the 70s. Well, I do like that Farrah Fawcett has top billing of this Kirk Douglas movie. Yeah. Now, it's shot in 78, by the way. So everything we're going to see on the screen was the late 70s. But it, this is 1980 when it releases. And her name is first, even though she should it shouldn't be, but she was the more famous person. This is pretty good for, non-sci- for non-computer graphics. Now, Star Wars had come out. Everybody knew it. Right. 
And right now we're going to get, is it an homage to Star Wars or is it like we better do this because that's what people expect in space movies now? Well, you want to set the stage. You want to show the vastness of space, the planet that is set, and then humanity's uh, technology. Yeah, improvement. Like, look how advanced we are. Yeah. Now you should do music. Okay. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. Mike, turn I can't hear it. I, I'm turning up this. I gotta lower the sound. I can hear it. What? Mike, turn the sound down so we can see if the sound goes up. Turn up the sound. Okay. Okay, so. Um, there is Star Wars, which I'm calling Episode 1, because that's chronological. The New Hope, which it wasn't called. Yes, it was in the beginning credits. This was the scene. It was a blank thing of space, and then over it went that Star Destroyer. That's exactly what they did, you sure. know, live, frame for frame. Well, wasn't that like Alien and Red Dwarf? I guess Red Dwarf was being playful. They always have the space model they want to show off at the beginning. Yeah. You know, now, you got to set the stage. But isn't this whole movie is like a sexy robot just kill, chases after Kirk Douglas in the, in the space station? That's a good guess. It is not that, but yes, that is it. <laughs> it's not that, but you're so close. You just missed the nail, right? Your totally... next swing, you're going to hit it. So I always, I was telling Carl that I get this movie mixed up with, of course, Capricorn One, which is when uh -huh. they fake the moon landing. And that was directed with OJ Simpson. And it was directed by Peter Hyam. Who's, but this Stanley Nonin, is, is he singing in the rain, Carl? Yeah, he's the director for Singing in the Rain, which he co-did with um, uh, Gene, Gene Kelly? Kelly. Yeah. He did two with Gene Kelly. He, uh, was, he did one called On the Town in 1949. Isn't that the one with Frank Sinatra? New York, New York. Or no, that's Anchors. Yeah, I think so. And they're, they're, Was that the one where they're like a Navy ship and they were docked in New York for the weekend? Right. Yeah, they got a weekend. I can't tell if that's Anchors Away or I think it's On the Town. That's right. a great movie. Anchors Away, I think, was a song in, uh, you know, Wash That Man Right Out of My Hair. Oh, Why yeah, are we yeah, talking right. about this? Never mind. Okay. Oh, so we're in space. Here we, yes. Now we are space faring, faring, civilization. Space faring. Yes, I like that. Because we're by Saturn now. That's pretty fucking far. Okay. So I have no idea why this guy does it. But he murders this his captain and steals like a cylinder, which I'll just give away because we spoiled things here, which is gonna okay. end up being a robot. Okay. But I don't know why he does it. He's stealing a cylinder which will become a robot. Like a robot yes. cylinder. Right. So here's the captain, and he's running into the locker room where he stored his cylinder. Okay. Okay. Doesn't make any sense. Right. Look the at this video 1970s games. gym. <laughs> well, it's the future. They just everything is in buttons. Yes. Here is my cylinder. Because it's right. laughing, yes. <laughs> Look at my no, briefcase because and and no, you know, papers. Right. Now who's this guy? He goes, hey, so I heard you failed the mental exam. Tough break, buddy. <laughs> this dude hey. starts going for the airlock. 
Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. After you tell him you lost your mental case. Right. Mental then he goes, no, no, don't react negatively to my comment and push the button and kill me. Go ahead, turn it up. If you <laughs> He's gripping on to those 70s, those 70s gym uh, benches aren't going to save you in deep that space. They're not. Whoops, slice. No. Yes. Look at that. Does it that make a noise, bro? That was cut from other versions because it was like considered so disgusting. When I saw it, it looked like such a not human body that I didn't even. It's flip. the only interesting thing I saw. I never seen a body get sliced in space. You saw it going out there. You said, "Oh, he's gonna get sliced," and they sliced him. <laughs> hey, no running in the space lobby. Hey, no run, no running in the space. No See, that's supposed to be cool because it's upside down, but it's lost on me the first time I ever saw this film. Zero gravity. So they think he's the captain, and he is now okay. getting into the captain pod. They didn't tell that this captain's ass looks a lot better now. Like it could be someone else. <laughs> yeah, they didn't notice. It fit though. Okay. I was just admiring buggy. your pleasure center. Don't call it that. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! Just kidding. All right, now that's their symbol. You see on the wall, that'll be on yeah. their jackets and stuff. We are a space barring. I'm sorry, go ahead. We we getting pretty far, Saturn. Yeah, oh so is this this isn't like NASA. This is like a private corporation. No, I think it's like a NASA. Bugging out. What I mean to say is it's there isn't really corporate uh, Earth is like starving and they have this this base on Saturn, which is just clouds, okay? It's on the third moon of Saturn. That's why it's called Saturn Three, where they're like oh. growing experimental food, okay? And that's where he's headed. Not once are we going to make a, a prequel joke or a sequel joke or because I haven't seen Saturn One or Two. <laughs> it's the third moon. The first moon of uh, Saturn is just a dead rock. It's just a dead rock. The second moon of Saturn has dancing girls, and there's like it's sort of like <laughs> Miami in space. There's there's I never uh, leave that one. You can gamble. There's like a casino thing, and no, but Saturn three they're coming up with food for Earth, like no. experimental foods that they could grow on Earth's shitty environment. What if the moons hit the rings? Oh, it's ever ever no. like hit the rings? No, the because basement. the way it's it, it's in a locked thing now. Gravity yeah. fucked okay. with it, and it got into a locked thing. So no, the moons will never bonk the. He's riding in the the rings right now. Right, isn't it cool? Yeah, look, there's no rock right in front of him. It's a Sue sailing. Well, because it's the rings. You see, you see how he sort of like went underwater. He's really going into yeah. a cloud. Who's going through the Saturn's ring? Now, now, Star Wars had come out and it had changed everything. And people doing space movies knew they had to fucking do space. They can't fuck right. around with strings and shit. The audience is sophisticated now. They want to well, see... Well, you talk how... about, this is still 1977. Alien came out in 79 and that was like a haunted house in outer space movie, right? Where they're trapped in a haunted house and there's a monster yeah, chasing yeah. them. So yeah, they're... and... <laughs> They, they they 
they likened this to Alien, to which this um, Donnan director was like, no, 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 no. Uh, you know. Um, We're more Star Wars. Well, he, excuse me, hold on one minute. Um, there's this guy named Barry. Yeah, John Barry. John Barry wrote the story. He was like, no, 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 no. John Barry thought this up like year, like 76 or some bullshit. Right. Okay, now. But it's, yeah. He, go ahead and ask your question because I can hold up on the. Oh, no, I was just saying that so far in my mind, I feel like this movie is a alien type movie where there's a guy trapped on a space station with a killer robot. Yes, that is what's kind of going on here. But the thing is, Alien had the suspense and edge of your seat like a Hitchcock that this doesn't right. have. This does not have that. Now, well, what about? Also, um, oh, sorry, Carl. Go ahead. No, it's just there's not supposed to be any atmosphere, and we're seeing gas. It doesn't make sense. But you were saying, go ahead. No, there's another uh, science fiction movie with Sam Neill. Like it's in outer space, and. Uh, there's like demons in outer space, and it's an abandoned spaceship. I don't remember the name. Oh, of it. Everyone loves yes. that film. Yes, it was an abandoned spaceship, right? And and it's one. It's like the port of hell. And then there's like Solaris, which is like a guy goes off in outer space. So it was a Russian movie, and then a George yeah, Clooney movie. Like a, it isn't a reincarnation. It's like somebody stole him or something. He got yeah, mad. like yeah, creepy. Yeah. What was that haunted one? I can see it in my mind. In my mind, see. too. Yeah, floating around. Right. Extreme <laughs> blood measure. No, I know what well, it is. It's it's from the director of... Uh, oh, God. Look at the good Mortal space. Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Movie. Okay, so... Two spacemen who live on the food place welcome this person from the head of their organization. And okay. without any question. Now, like I said before, I don't know why he killed the captain to come here. Because he is here on, per like, their production is down. So they want he wants to give them a robot to help with production and it unfortunately i mean one of them will get retired but it will up production and you know earth can eat that kind of thing right so why kill the captain and be like i'm going down there to give it to them not you <laughs> didn't make sense that makes sense oh harvey keitel but his voice is overdubbed now check out this chick wait what really we should listen to that Hey, okay. Flara. <laughs> Flara Flossett? No, no, it's Flara Flossett. I want to hear Harvey Cartel. Hi. Well, we won't talk for a little while. Sorry. I'll tell All you right. what. Oh, what was that movie? Um, I remember on South Park, they parodied it. And there were two oh, spaceships. Yeah. One was like an all-night party house, and the other one was haunted. <laughs> it was like the Ron Don John and the John Don Ron, something like that. You know, you I was looking it? at the movies he wrote, not the movies he directed. Event Horizon for 1997. Oh, no, I... Event okay. Horizon. It got, so you, listen... It's got to be that, but there wasn't there another one with the Jurassic Park guy was called Event Horizon? 
It's got to be. That was it. Yeah, it's got to be. It, it was like, hey, there's a ship out there, and we're getting a distress signal, but it's abandoned, and we go over there, and the demons of hell are showing you your past, Carl. And they're like, what? <laughs> oh, no. How'd you know? Okay, now we'll talk. All right. Uh, why why would they do that is he a robot harvey uh no the reason they did it is because he has a brooklyn accent he has a brooklyn accent and he has a brooklyn accent so boo-hoo yeah. well in post-production the director was like this will never work so he gave him like a mid-atlantic accent that was sort of upper class uh that way he could i don't know it just served better the purpose of his film he claims but but harvey can tell the the actor himself redubbed himself no he refused to harvey Keitel really hated the director and they fought on set and so when it was in post-production he's like oh hi hello harvey tell oh. me are you free on friday no i'm not oh that brooklyn accent of yours listen <laughs> would you please come to the studio no i will not Hang up. I'm sorry. I, I, I've, it must be the brawl of your Brooklyn accent, but I, I could mistakenly hear you say, no, I will not. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, What's it? when it came, um, Sarah Fawcett got $750,000 to do this, and, and Harvey Keitel got ninety. So, like, right away, it's like, what the fuck? You know? She's top billing, and he's not. He's underneath uh, uh, Kirk Douglas. Yes, he is underneath Kirk Douglas. <laughs> Douglas, which often Paraphosic will be in this film. <laughs> did, did you get oh, that, Andra? I did. I actually made that joke. I said not literally, but I think yours is better. Oh, damn. You did? Damn. Yeah, hear it. You know what I oh, hear Space Cave. sometimes on the, on the broadcast? <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'm like, God, why did I step on the cross joke? It was really good. <laughs> well, it's really the other way around, like crazy. And I know the audience probably knows what I'm talking about. I'm focusing on telling you bullshit, and like you're in the right. middle and of the bar. I'm, I I'm that trying to riff on what you're saying, and not necessarily the movie. Sometimes we got to keep going. Take this space pill. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, Farrah Fawcett has never been to Earth, and he's like, "Child, you don't know what you're missing. Here's a space pill." She goes, "What? Space pill?" She's all innocent. Okay, there's the cylinder. It's Tell a me about Brooklyn. <laughs> so she's human, right? In this beginning of the movie, Sarah, Farrah Fawcett is not a robot. N yes. Or is not they, presented as a robot. There are no the only there will only be one robot, and it won't be any of our cast members. Oh, I for this whole time I thought Farrah Fawcett was the killer robot. Oh, gotcha. No. Like, how, how cool would be that? A sexy killer robot, right? In that <laughs> well, voice? right now she's a space chick. Space there, was chick some, oh, there was that film called Species, and there was Yeah, right, Natasha Leone. No, not right. Natasha Leone. Natasha, shit, I don't remember. And so she seduced the one guy, and then she goes, I really want to have a baby with you. And he's like, whoa, honey, hold on now. We're <laughs> just on first date here. Right. And then she gets pissed off and kills him. I've never seen any of the Species movies, Species movies. Oh, well, she has to procreate to get, she's a species. She's got to procreate to get it going with the, you know, on oh. Earth and in, in, invade, you know, kind of. 
So she does a courting ritual with the man, you know, and then when they're alone, I think there was a hot tub involved. They're going to do it. She's like, I want to have a baby. I'm not understanding human culture. Oh, wait, wait. So I guess like we like, just saw Whoa. Naked. Now, there is a naked scene, and we will not see it. Well, we just saw a naked scene. I just saw her topless. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you sure? We Did can't rewind. Or... We can't rewind. We've gone too far. Yeah, I saw a nipple. Michael uh-huh. saw the nipples. Star. Star. Well, I guess I I don't see how I could have missed that seeing this so many times. But she's... See, she's not oh, naked, see? Not naked. Well, you should be naked in front of your grandfather, Carl. <laughs> Oh, and you know it's a grandfather because he's going to take Viagra. See the blue pill? <laughs> take the blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, OG. Now, what happened is we heard the dog. The dog got trapped in the lab again. I'll get him. Right. Okay. Now, the only reason that happens is so later the dog could get killed. Because we're not going to have this dog hanging around with them, being friends. No, not at all. We see the dogs now, and then we see the dog dead. It's like the remnant of the haunted house, right? You have a dog that, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> that's what I say back in Brooklyn. Oh, that's Bronx. <laughs> yeah, right. He was like, hey, get out of here. And then the overdub is like, young lady, please. Young lady. <laughs> Go ahead, turn it on. You'll hear his robot voice. Yeah, that was weird. Just He's got a rat tail for, for a minute. Yeah, you see. Look at that rat tail. Behind him is a circle. And this circle, he will interface with the robot. And the robot won't take years of training to become, it'll just suck it up from yeah. his brain. So, Harvey Keitel's got to have selective thinking. Just program the robot. But that doesn't work out. He absolutely does not selectively think. And the robot kind of gets Harvey Keitel's personality without a moral compass. Wait a minute, I'm lost. So the robot's going to take over Harvey Keitel's body? Nope. Harvey Have Keitel's we met the robot gonna, yet? You know how you program a computer? He will program yeah, sure. it with his real brain. He'll. I go, I, I use basic. I go 10, go to pun, uh, pornhub.com. 20, print. Question mark. Yeah. 30. Go to Ted. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Why is he watching? The whole thing is gross. I don't know. Is it so gross? I mean, he's She's reading he hasn't had the stroke yet. Now, we saw him in another movie with Dan Aykroyd. Diamonds. Right. In 1999. Yeah, and he had, it was right after Kirk Douglas's stroke. You know, one of my favorite bad movies is from 1980, mid-80s. It's called Tough Guys mm-hmm. with Burke Lancaster and Kirk Douglas playing these 1940s, 30s con men who finally mm-hmm. get out of the clink in the 80s. And everything's changed. Their local bars, a gay bar, that type of thing. And they have the <laughs> parole officer is Dana Carvey. It's a really good movie. I mean, it's by really good, I mean, it's just... Is it called Tough Guys? Yeah. I should it's see on it. every... Okay. Did you have cable for the last 40 years? You might have seen it. <laughs> okay. Probably I'd just go to the trailer on YouTube and go, oh, yeah, I saw this. Look at them doing and their 1970s-style exercise in the year 20, 
you know, 50. No, I, I like it. How... Yeah, but the... look at the gravity. It's Earth gravity. He's just walking along. It's a movie set, right? I mean, they're at Pinewood Studios or whatnot. But the stuff they built is all kind of looks practical. I mean, obviously, it's not like a greenhouse, but the lights must be blaring at them. Now, this took a lot of money to build, and the budget was kind of wrecked up the film. The budget was $10 million, The box office was $9 million, But... He had pre-sold it to NBC for four million, so he did make a profit. But it didn't ever mean to cost over ten million. What happened is he got a payday instead of getting rich off this film. That's why he's crying. Okay, um, the director or, or the star? Yeah. Well, no. The um, the production company Family. is called ITC, and it was this locks guy, Lou Grade. Lou Grade is his name. Okay. He was like the guy who was stood to get pretty rich off this film and instead just got a payday. Um, they were making Raise the Titanic at the same time, and that went way ass over budget. So that's it. Lou Grade, after these two films, he really didn't do much else. I believe we did Raise the Titanic on this show. <laughs> Either that or it was like two hours and we couldn't do it, but <clears throat> I think it's on there. Oh, look at this. Wait, Talk about you didn't it. You do Raise the Titanic. You and me, or? Oh, I think this, I, I don't know if it was with you, Carl. I don't remember. Oh, okay. okay. But I don't think I, yeah, I think we did do it. Like, I want to hear sex like a... talk. Go ahead. Let's hear oh, sex yeah, talk. I know why you're denying me hospitality. We offered you place. I'm talking about you. Your body is very beautiful. Oh, gross. <laughs> I'm not interested. I don't know that. I'm not from Earth. <laughs> I am admiring your pleasure center. Don't call it that. Can't believe you. You get you hire Harvey Keitel because he's Harvey Keitel. No one else has that voice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't a happy set. You see, this guy named John Barry. He was really a production designer, and he was very famous for doing Star Wars, you know? And okay. when he left this film, he went on to do Empire Strikes Back. I mean, uh, George Lucas went out of his way, to, like, down to a Mexico film set where he was working to, like, hire this guy. Well, anyway, this guy had never directed before. So, I mean, Donnan was being a producer, and he was like, go ahead, you direct it. But he sucked. He sucked. And because oh. he sucked, the actors started taking advantage of that. So Donnan had to come down and say, look, I got to be with you on the set every day to make sure that you're doing this right. And he goes, so that's not going to work. So he got he quit, but was at the same time fired. He does have a story credit, right? In this yes, movie. he did write yeah. this story. See the brain? Yeah. It's, it's a it's newborn a fresh brain, which will be imprinted you know, programmed basically by Keitel's selective thinking. All right. So that brain is the robot. Yes. And they're good. the brain just needs a corporal body. I don't know what the word corporal means. No, it needs a, well, yes, it, it will have a machine body. It will be your traditional robot that you okay. think of. Okay, so this makes a little more sense because this movie doesn't make any sense. Look at Farrah Fawcett nipples. Oh, wait, that's Kirk Douglas. Sorry. <laughs> that's his ribcage. Look at Farrah <laughs> Fawcett's nipples. No, that's... 
I thought your boobs were just sagging, Michael, uh, Mr. Douglas. He doesn't have six-pack abs, Kirk Douglas. He has, like, barrel. <laughs> right? He's one of those guys with the barrel. Yeah. Do some old-timey boxing with my little mustache and my weird body. Yeah, right now, we're it. discussing... Oh, he. I was wrong. There's the dog. Right. But this dog was only born in this movie to be killed, I assure you. So... Wait, what is the, does the dog die.com say? It's got to say the dog dies. Yeah, um, I'll check. It, it's, um, they were just lamenting the fact that one of them is going to be retired and replaced by this robot. And she's like, we've got to stay together. We can get recommissioned or something. You Are see they the go to a space bar? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so the robot is building, being built. This thing took one million million dollars to build. No, it's it cost over a little over a million to make. Isn't that stupid? What's with the space pill? Is this like space ecstasy? Okay, so that's the way they're acting. He goes, I am tired, take me to my quarters. And she's like, Have a nice sleep. And he goes, I'll just take a blue and crash. So now, like, that makes me think it's a sleeping pill, right? Yeah. But now they're acting like it's whoopee, but they're really not going to get high. All right, Carl, I have to give you the does the dog not, does the dog die.com. Okay. Three. Does the cat die? No. Does the dog die? Yes. Does the animal die? No. Are animal abuse? No. Dog fighting? Is there a dead animal? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's basically it. So Wait, yes, there is a dead animal, and it's really is gross. Someone, someone stalked. Yes, someone using drugs. Yes, someone sexually assaulted. Yes, sexually uh, assaulted. No. Yeah, got flagged. Is there eye mutilation? Yes. Is a head gets squashed? Yes. Is wait, 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 wait. Yes. Uh, uh, um... Okay, actually, some of those are uh, some of those are stretches and opinions, but yeah, I guess it's true. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to spoil it, but I mean the thing about this, it goes beyond the dog. So. Oh yeah, no, I mean Harvey Keitel himself is going to. Everybody's good. Not everybody's going to buy it, but. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But it's official. The dog does die. According to doesthedogdie.com. Oh, got that that robot blue liquid going up the veins. Yep. This is the knee. I don't. I am. I now know all the works of Ben Franklin now because the fluid's in my adamant. Right, because you Ad want more knowledge. Adamant. Uh, he didn't learn that yet. The worst I guess gravity's upside down here. Because going up. Yep. Yeah. It's alive. It's a little bit of Frankenstein, right? Space, yeah. space Frankenstein. Right. Um. The director says that it's more like Frankenstein than aliens. Still. Well, that's kind of cool. The space genre being twisted around. So this time it's a Frankenstein story in space. Mm-hmm. That's all my movie pitches were. In space, back in the day. <laughs> Listen, they're, they're open micers and they're driving across country. To do in a competition space. in space, space of micers. Listen, space you micers. At, okay, listen. Do you want to do that movie? Because we can do it. But I National mean, Lampoon's up in micers. Yeah, we got to write our script. 
Yeah, but we can't. I I will not go with a story that wraps up with the best thing they could ever do is quit comedy. Okay, we'll have to change the ending. That would be the alternative I mean, ending on the like, DVD. Like you thought that was so funny. He quits comedy and he's a happy life. You see him on social media. He's got a nice car. Everything's good. Come on. Well, then at the end, well, how about after the credits end, he goes back to a mic. But you can't have a happy ending for an open micers becoming famous story if it's right. quitting comedy made them so happy. It's just. I cannot, I cannot. Okay. All right. All right. So let's change it. So they they win the competition. Yeah. They get second place. And they'll be Chris Rock. Yeah. It ends with them doing a show uh, at Red Rocks. Yeah, like in U uh, two. Uh, yeah, like where Steve Steve Martin performed the uh, King Tut there on stage. <laughs> Okay, building, so... building, building a robot in space. <laughs> so now he's plugging into the back of his head. Direct input. Direct input. Back of Kytel head. Right. Careful of rat tail. Rat tail charging 2%. I hope he doesn't back his butt up and that was their direct input and starts feeding the robot. Harvey Keitel was, had a real streak in the 90s, but in the 80s, I, I'm trying to think what other movies he was in. I didn't really recognize him until well, like, the 90s. it was that Harvey Keitel... Um, mean Streets is his famous yeah, what's one. What's the director's name? Okay, hold on. I'll just look uh, it up. Scorsese? Yeah, yeah. He's like an Taxi all driver. Scorsese yeah. films. And that sort of made him. He was really guess... big in Europe, too. Um, yeah. Here it is. Known for the morally ambiguous tough guy. Okay. Uh, six of Martin Scorsese's film. Who's knocking at my door? 67. Mean Street 72. Right. Alice doesn't live here anymore. Taxi Driver. Last Temptation of Christ in, 80, in 88. Right. In the 80s, I don't see much. In the 90s, I see a lot. Thelma and Luis, The Reservoir Dogs, Bad Lieutenant, Pulp Fiction, From Dust Till Dawn, Holy Smoke, Copland, Youth. Well, no, he, he was in the monkey business too, right? He he had a he had a monkey that uh, would steal people's wallets. He had this routine uh, down in Venice Beach. I don't remember that. <laughs> That's funny though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Look oh, at the great. monkey. So you're saying that he probably was pulling out of the tail end of the '70s with his Scorsese run, right? And he got this space movie that was kind of DOA to begin with. Was having troubles from the start. It wasn't dead on arrival. Uh oh, robot's yeah, gonna play chess. The director was a really bad director, and what are you um, talking about? Did you never seen a movie called Singing in the Rain? It was at the okay. end of Babylon. Didn't you watch okay. three hours of Babylon no, no, no. at the end? Okay, okay, rewind, rewind. There was an original director, and this guy's name was John Barry, and he was really a production designer, and he even did but Star he, Wars. Okay, but he was a he, very bad director. He was very bad. And uh, Michael, I mean, um, Kirk Douglas and him fought, fought. And when he quit the production, which was really him getting fired, Mike, uh, Kirk Douglas, Kirk. he was the director for two days. Kirk Douglas said, good, he's out. Fuck that guy. Okay, you over here. I want a two-camera <laughs> setup. Let's wash the lights out here. Farah, Farah, come closer. Roll them. Uh -oh. Direct input. 
That's oh, maybe the rat tail covers up the hole. Yeah. Ooh, he got it on the first try, Carl. Yeah, because it's a movie. Right. It would have taken me six times to get that thing in the back of my head and straight. Now first it's thing. unclear to me if Kaitel, he said he can know chess because I know chess. So is Kaitel playing chess with Kirk or is the robot? Do you think it's combined? Like, here is the rules, my robot overlord, and he's like processing. Mm -hmm. Look, they spent all this money for up. a robot to play chess. You know, there's computer chess. In the future, there's also computer chess. They don't really need a robot. Well, even though well, this is the future, himself. it's the past. The robot's like, uh, now that he doesn't have Kratelis intelligence, he's like, check me. Uh, uh, King me, I mean. Well, Kirk Douglas came me, right? He thinks it's checkers. So Kirk Douglas will now get checkmate, and the robot will be angry and ruin a piece. Go checkmate. And nobody's going to, he's going to, nobody's going to bat an eye. Johnny Five pissed off. Johnny Five pissed off. Johnny Five angry. That was my short circuit. <laughs> Is that his name, joke. Johnny Five? No, I had never seen short circuit. Um, I've seen Short Circuit 2, but in Short Circuit 1, uh, Johnny Five, the robot, says, Johnny Five Alive. I guess I never saw that. Or its sequel. Yeah. Do you recommend I see it? No. I mean, okay. it's cultural. Like, the second one, it's... Yeah, it's uh, What's it Fisher called Stevens, again? Uh, uh, What's it called? Short Circuit. It's okay. called Event Horizon. E V E N T event horizon. Oh, plug in. Look, gets on the first go. Hey, I brought the milk home. Okay, wait, let's hear more sex creepy talk. Go ahead. Okay, all right. Whoa, he's got a big one. Now, look, you see. Kaitel is looking, so therefore the robot is looking. So the robot's going to get the hots for Farrah Fawcett. I know, I, I does the dog that kind of told me. I keep calling it, does the dog dot die? Why? Does the because dog it's die? the dog die huh. dot, com. dot com. Now look at Kirk, he sees what's going on. He looks like Marty McFly's uh, friend. Oh, yes, man. In the future, you guys have a great parlor room. <laughs> now, what they're doing right now is they're like, Kaitel's cautioning, like, how can you have selective thinking? Anything that goes into from his brain into that robot is going to, he's going to become Harvey Kaitel as a robot, and that could mean with all his human oh, greed no. and lust. So he's trying uh. to prove. Carl. That he can be, yeah. Carl, uh -huh. later. All right, here we go. We're not going to see it. Nope. Oh, all right. So we're as you were saying, see it. I didn't see anything. They filmed it too, and and it did not make it into the final movie. There's an 87 minute cut. When it goes on NBC, a lot of extra scenes were put in that they shot. I've got a whole long list here. It's a little boring. Oh, so and... this was like a two hour NBC extravaganza, but to make it two hours. They needed to take out the sexy and added some filler. 
Um, I don't think it's filler. Let me go. They just they just padded it. Was it like a three-hour event? Was it a two-part? Um, when the film was broadcast on NBC in mid-1984, a number of scenes that had been edited out of the original print had been restored. And there I've got a list of like a dozen. Wow. Anything Adam interesting? offering to take Alex to Earth. Alex voicing your concern for Adam about Hector outside the complex. Adam taking Hector outside in the moon buggy. That seems like a major sequence, right? Right. Um, Benson asking how Al he okay she, right now he's having she had an accident like a glass a shard of glass or something like went into her eye and now she's resisting but the robot will take it out so it's sort of like Gross. a trust building thing this is I read about this on the dog die dot <laughs> does, the eye get does. Poked, does the eye get poked dot does the I dot poked get dot com? Yeesh. Yeesh. Hate these scenes. Yeesh. There's a famous cinematic scene, of course, where uh, I get slashed by Razor. Here it, comes. Here it comes. Really awful. Yeah. Don't worry, it's in black and white. It now it'll come. Now it'll come. Oh, man. Look away. Look away. Look away. Ouch. Ew, how'd they do that, Carl? That's gross. Did they really shoot it like that? They had a super lit. That had been special effects. Um, there was no computer graphics in this day. It's all practical. Well, maybe they matted. Maybe they superimposed 35 millimeter side by side or some bullshit like that. Like it was now Mary this, Poppins. Maybe. They yeah. didn't. Now, this didn't win a Razzie. It was just nominated, and it didn't win the bad movie, The Stinkers. The so Razzies movie. came out in, I guess, 1980, and yep. what was it? This like Village first. People and Xanadu. Like, there was a lot of bad movies in 1980. This was a banner year for bad movies. Gotcha. Okay, you see that's the garbage? He's emptying the garbage? Yeah. Okay, good. Remember that for later. Okay, garbage in the first act comes back in the third now there is Space a little trash. bit mike mike there's mike this is important yes. for our viewers okay. there is some pokiness of nipples but you've got right, to I'm really looking. be attentive to her chest to catch them. oh she's burying them now but so i'm just letting our audience okay. know no, no. in this particular scene not others be attentive to Farah's chest because there every now and again you'll catch a poke like there's a shadow of a shade of you'll see okay the poke. so there is space chunk. Got to keep uh, eye on space chunk. That's going to play later. And then keep an eye on the robe. Okay. Gotcha. Now, at the first rap Golden Raspberry Awards, this was nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Actor as Kirk Douglas, and Worst Actress as Farrah Fawcett. None of them won. Now, the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, I guess that went away, right? Is that I, still yeah, a maybe. Thing? I don't know. Well, it was nominated for Worst Actress and Worst Screen Couple. Yeah, the Worst Screen Couple, for sure. Now, this is when Kaitel starts to realize something Murder. fucked up's going on. Yeah, he's like, you're not supposed to know that I did. You're not supposed to remember that. Clank, you know, blanket is what they call it. Erase it, right? Oh, I see. Does does uh, Harvey have, like, a past? Like, he's... He killed another spaceship or something, and now well, yes, in the beginning he killed the captain. He got sliced. That up. was Harvey. I didn't realize that. Right, because then he went, he got in the ship, and flew here. So, 
So he's is he on the lam? Why? He's not he's, faking. He he's he's not faking who he is, right? He who's supposed to go on that ship anyway. He is faking that he's the captain. Yes, he he's is faking gotcha. that he's the captain. But nope. why? Why did he want to deliver the robot and not the captain? I I don't understand the point of the plot. Like the yeah. Okay, another thing. I I don't understand at all. I didn't realize. Yeah. They're out of contact with the mothership. Like, they're in the shadow of Saturn or some crap. So they got to wait 23 days or 24 days until they come around. So there's this time. (laughs) You see how he's like, you're malfunctioning. You are. You are. I hate when robots do that. I'm rubber. You're glue. You're malfunctioning. Oh, you know what, Carl? I'm rubber, you're glue. 10, Prince. I'm rubber, (laughs) you're glue. 20, go to Ted. No, I'm rubber, your glue. Go to 10. Everything they do so just keeps going. Your glue just keeps going over and over again. No, you are. Oh, now there's another one of the dog, and the dog, I guess, will get a more expanded role now. Right. No, he won't. He'll get killed. Oh, my God. I can't, w- oh, I can't wait to go to the theater to watch a robot kill a dog. It <laughs> <laughs> just tugs on your heartstrings. What was a good movie where a dog dies, right? Okay. I'm trying trying to think of... Oh, John Wick, number one. Like Beethoven? Beethoven. Oh, I see the Beethoven was hysterical. Did not see it. I would say John Wick is my favorite dog dead movie. Well, Benji is... Well, we don't see... Do we see... It is your favorite dog dead movie. What do you think of this fourth one coming? Aren't they just doing that for the commercialism you're talking about? They said this is, well, it's broken into chapters. They said there's supposed to be five John Wick movies. See that? Did you see it? The dog was decapitated. Did you see it? You missed it. I did see it. It was a bloody red uh, syrup mix. So you were saying there's going to be five? Well, let's show a little respect for the dead dog. Yes, so there's going to be five. Out of respect to the dead dog, there will be five John Wick movies. Okay. and uh, there is already offspring, offshoots. So there is supposed to be a show about the, the Continental Hotel of the world of the espionage, but there is going to be a movie spinoff, Ballerina, with Anna, with Marilyn from Lawn. Anna de... Do you remember her? I was looking at her pleasure area right now. Me and the Robot too. Stalking Robot... Look at this, it's like a stalker movie. But anyway, Ballerina is going to have John Wick show up. I don't know if you saw the third chapter, Parabellum. No, I didn't Wick. see. I only saw the like a first quarter of the, the first one. All right, hang on, here. wait. So We're going to have to get back to our John Wick conversation in a bit because okay. this is pretty exciting. So something's happening. The robot's yeah, finally yeah. attacking. The robot has now killed the dog, and just Farrah Fawcett's hanging there. Her name's Alex. So he says, put her down. He won't do it. So Farrah has to say it because he will obey Farrah Fawcett. But that doesn't become a plot point. It's only in this scene. Oh, my God. I was I was sorting the ketchup packets. 
I found this old plushie for the set of Dog Must Die 7. You know that movie sequel? Anyway, so I was throwing it around on the floor, and uh, there was apparently some red syrup all over it to begin with. <laughs> Jump! Wow. Oh, that wow. would really hurt Douglas. That would have hurt my crotch. Seriously. I would not want to. I, your balls must have ached when you jumped in that jumpsuit. <laughs> When you land, like, where are they going to go? They're going to hit. Yeah, right. They're just going to get squeezed up. Yeah. Uh, the claw. That's from Toy Story. I, I'm never good oh. with these claw machines. He got them the in the first. Video. Usually it takes me. I spend money after money on the claw machines trying really? to get the prizes. Yeah. I know. It's a ripoff. It is. Did you know that those claw machines are um, classified as gambling? Yeah, oh, it has to be. I mean, what are you doing but gambling? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, there was now, a lot. Okay. Kirk Douglas is deciding to not save Harvey Keitel because he's the reason all this fucked up shit is happening. And then he's like, no, I can't do it. I have to save him. <laughs> you know how Quentin Tarantino always says, I'm going to do 10 movies and retire when I'm 60? Yeah. It's because he's seen movies like this. Where okay. the director is singing in the rain has made a kooky space movie. But you know what? It's a kooky space movie. I keep going. I don't know. It's not so sucky. <clears throat> Have you seen Jason in space? No. Jason Was X? He with the agri agronaut? Agronaut? Yeah. So there's these like space teens and they're on a spaceship and they're like going to, I don't know, space camp. And, uh, Jason, they find like, uh, Jason from Crystal Lake floating in an asteroid and they defrost them and he kills everybody. Oh, the Jason. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's the 10th Friday and the 13th movie. So they called it Jason X. <laughs> Okay, so now the robot is destroyed, okay? They believe. And, uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. The robot's not destroyed yet. Soon he will be, okay? <laughs> Never mind. You just gave away the ending. Well, no, that's not the ending at all. Wait a minute. So when the robot is killed, right. by the way, robots get killed because they have a life. So when the robot's alive and then the robot gets killed, right? Then the movie continues. Dead. Yes. Yeah. It's like twenty more minutes. Just watch the film. I don't know how many minutes. Okay, so he didn't kill him like I thought. He disabled him. He was laying on the ground, and then they trapped him in the door. And that's when Michael Kirk Douglas jumped through. Okay, so what's in the background? Is that like sports brackets? The space monitors. Okay. He's just trying to tear through a door. Uh, it's the door itself. It's space bracket. Well, I'm talking about the monitors right the there best. behind him. Let's listen. Let's listen. All right. Oh, he needs to recharge his battery. We're overloading. I'm going to get mad if he won't forget. So when he plugs in to get charged, they're really going to charge him. Oh, is he's going to get a shock for It'll be a shocker. That will be I think a they, did this, Farrah, they did this to Jason X. He he survived. So Farrah Fawcett will, you know, pretend to be part of it. She'll click on some buttons. He's almost got it. 
He's almost got it. The robot is not female, so it's not what you're thinking, Mike. That hair is great. That's like predated the nineties by ten years. Yeah. Even though yeah. it's seventies nine right now. Uh boom, got it. He just had to push that lever up, space lever up. Look right there on the on the monitors. Yeah. It looks like a I don't know. That's oh, what that's what you're talking about, not the stuff on yeah, the wall. Not the not the actual yeah, not the actual movie. All right, robot down. The end. Thanks, Carl. That was a great movie. Good choice. Yeah, and now Harvey Keitel will have the job of dismantling him. Now, but he's pissed though because his soul's in there, right? No, he's not pissed at it. He's not some evil scientist. He's just like doing his job, and it didn't work. And now it's a year. When we get a past this, it's called an eclipse, not a shadow. My mistake. <clears throat> Even though that's kind of what an eclipse is. Uh oh, he's not down, Carl. Yeah, what's coming up? It, it, it's just for the emotional up and down roller coaster of the movie. He will be dead now. This is what they literally a robot uprising. <laughs> He's doing a robot push up right now. He's doing the robot worm on the dance floor. Stay down. You have the right to remain silent. Stay down. Now look, he's taking his out. brain out. He's brainless. Oh, my little brain, my precious brain. Smoked brains. Oh, it's so much better when they're smoked, Carl. Oh, he's throwing them in the garbage? Truth. I do appreciate a poached brain, but you're right. Smoked brain, it's got a rich hickory flavor. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, that. Oh, all right. So, we, so we're getting to the point where they're going to have to have a final battle, right? No, no, well, yeah. like, we're just giving each other shit right now. Like, I'm going to report you as incompetent, and and we got away from Earth to be away from people like you, and... They don't know Harvey Keitel failed his mental evaluation. They don't know any of... <clears throat> so, Harvey but Keitel's doing it. He's dismantling the robot. Would this be a better movie if we it's revealed that he ha he killed the captain and stuff like that, like earlier? I don't know. The, I just want to understand why he did it. Honestly, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that you've done the research on this movie, I would have not known. I would have watched this movie not realizing that that was... Well, you would have watched it with the sound and... Um, maybe, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. A little muddled. It's true that he is in black. You don't you see his uh, mask on the whole time. Okay, watch. Look, audience, check him out. Check him out. You can see right now there is a protruding. There's a punch. You see, Mike? It's poking. It's like chili in there. You see what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, I tell you that black okay, uh, turtleneck that covers nothing, girl. <laughs> no, no, not Kirk. No, 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 not Kirk. And those are ribs, by the way. I'm talking about Pharaoh. <laughs> Okay, watch, watch. All right, watch. I'm watching. Come on, get your pleasure center right, out of there. Right. Let's see the. Whoa, there. That was a good one. Look, you see the profile. All right, I'll stop. I'll stop. All right. No, I got. I mean, I mean like, I can't even sit through this movie one time. Whatever gets you through this movie, I guess. 
This is, I mean, this is how they got their nine million, right? What's the strength on Farrah Fawcett? Yes, ten million. They got ten million, so it was they got a million dollars in profit at the box office, and he got an extra four from NBC, so he got five mil. But he was thinking he was going to get like fifteen mil. He right. was really, you know, this was going to be like a retirement plan kind of one. Was she in Logan's Run? It's been a while since I've seen that film. Sure, sure she was in Logan's Run. She had a very bit part, and that was like 76 or 7. Am I wrong? She wasn't as famous at that point. She was on Charlie's Angels only. But also the, the poster made her an international like icon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that poster was what? what? What year would you guess? 74, 76? No, yeah, that was before Charlie's Angels, wasn't it? I think yeah, it was. I think right. I think that's how she got the strength. On the strength of that, she got the Charlie's Angels part. Well, what was the poster then? What was it promoting other than herself? Um, I'll have to Google it because I really don't know. It wasn't yeah. an advertisement. It was just the poster. It was her. Okay, by the way, he is now... Our robot has now taken mind control over the other two robots, the primitive robots that are there. And Go he's on, yes. Did, uh, assemble his robot body again. Damn. See, he's not dead. Just when you thought he was out, he's back in again. <laughs> robot assemble. Oh, you're right. You're offline. Other robots assemble the robot. Robot Robot parts assemble. They can't assemble. What are you talking about? Okay, what well, robots assemble the part. <laughs> right, there's oh, a comma. Robots, comma, assemble. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you can see the money spent. I don't know if it was, it's kind of cool to see. You know, it's practical. Yes, it is. I'm just saying, did we really need to spend a million dollars on this? It couldn't be done with a million camera tricks. Did you have to have an arm that was really the right thing? Or could you just put some hydraulics in there? What you imagine it might be like. Look at that brains. It, that it's brain just, is crazy. It's they got stuck. everything right about robots except for one detail. Are they marshmallows? It's... <laughs> Whose brains are they? Are they like fully developed brains? Is that you and me stuck in a jar? Like we agreed to this? Remember the fluids audience? Yup. Yeah, there it is again. He's coming to life. A lot quicker this time. He's got Cylon legs. Have you noticed that? I, I wasn't going to say anything, but yes. <laughs> they, they, they look like the, the bodies you see at the science museum when they're showing you all the veins. Oh, right, right. All right, Let he's ready. Center he's gonna wake up. You know, he, you know the robot's fully online when the uh, finally the head moves. There we go. Duh. <laughs> I am fully said to you, and my head is moving last. Ooh, that's my cool. Two eyes for three minutes. Oh, evil Kaitel. <laughs> but he's not evil. He just like is a fuck up and he's crazy and see they think the movie's over. They don't know that the right. um robots assembling himself right now. They think okay, we uh, beat oh, the robot man. and Kaitel will Kaitel will go home. You see all that's the a drug use. Yeah, that's the drug use I read about on does the dog does the dog do drugs.com. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's like, I'm leaving, and I'm taking Farrah Fawcett with me. Crazy. Were they going back to Saturn One? No, he's he's, he's going to go to Earth. Go ahead, turn it up. Was, uh... I'm taking command. You're inadequate, Major, in every area. Inadequate, including the bedroom, buddy. I often discuss you to be used by him, to be touched by an old man. Can't you feel? I'm going to kill you. Pretty mean. He's a space. Oh, okay. He's full Kirk. Now, He's Douglas is going to kill him, and Farrah's like, no, please don't. So he doesn't kill him. Right. Look at it. He's pulling his head, hair. It was a metaphor. I was choking the Kaitel. It's <laughs> naked, lying on totally the carpet. Good. Whoa! Ah! He must have had some uh, kind of accident. Yo, what, the, what, accident, what was the crack? Right down the middle. You didn't give me a heads up for that, but her <laughs> shirt. Oh, oh. All right. Dog ketchup. That was pretty gross, the dog. Yeah, the dog was decapitated, and that was one of the things that got cut. Uh-oh. Oh, oh no. no. Gory. Turn it up because she really screams like freaks out. Oh, it's too late, baby. There we go. She is very convincing. It's real terror. Right. But Kirk survives? Yeah. That was a bonk. Look at the same moment. Like maybe a couple of days rest up. Nope. I'm all right. <laughs> Got a little well, ketchup I mean, on my head. Come on, there's a killer robot, and, and guys are getting their hands cut off. In the space corridors that were already established. Now, these are not, like, they're not, are they on Saturn Three, the planet? Yeah. That, uh, or the moon. They're on, they don't name, of course Saturn's moons have names, but they don't do that. They just say numbers, and they're on right. the third moon of Saturn, and so they're, they're underneath the ground. Gotcha. So these are all space corridors. These are moon corridors. Right. And it's a very flimsy premise. They're working on experimental foods. So they're not a factory. So why... I mean, why is it this huge complex full of what? You know, where is this food they're working on? Hydroponics. Where are the farm... Uh, where's the, farm? the lab? Where's... All I have more questions. If this is so cavernous, how come they could breathe without an oxygen uh, tank? I mean, like, did, were they able to pipe in air conditioning throughout the That's entire the interior? Yeah. You're right about that. It must be a pressurized place, and they must have it filled with nitrogen and oxygen. <laughs> Carbon How? How? And what would are Saturn those? allow that? Saturn mean? would not allow that. You go to one of the Saturn's moon and you like fill it up with oxygen, it would fuck shit up. No, no, that would be fine. That'd be like having a house. It would be ha like having a little base. It would ruin the trajectory area. It's going to hit the rings and it's going to be shit. No. You know. We cannot push a moon because we have a house. 
<laughs> you don't think if you dig underneath the Saturn, the third, all right, I'll let it be. I'm not a scientist. Okay, like if you were to dig down, how deep are you going? Are you going eight feet? Are know. you going a hundred feet? Like think Enough of how many miles the moon is. They dug into the moon to grow food for Earth, and then they ship it in and out? Well, I can't explain the logic of it, Mike, because it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Yes. The premise is they're an experimental food place. That's the premise. But this whole movie is a killer robot in space. Yeah. With so many questions unanswered. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. nice camera work. See, the camera's I underneath. Guess. Oh, and it's the same shot of them sneaking by. Oh, same shot of this. These are all stunt, standing stunt people. Like, that's not the real robot walking. Oh, really? They had a robot standing. Yeah. Robot couldn't be bothered with the foot shots. Uh-oh. The doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. So, Farrah Fawcett lets us know that this originally was called The Helper. And it was an interesting story, in her words about how a robot took on the mind of the guy who created him. So when Harry Cartel's character would look at me, the robot created would look too. It was very interesting script, so creative. So, I don't know. It changed along the way. And changing directors didn't help, and going over budget and having to make cuts didn't help. Um, Sean Connery was considered to play Adam, the part that Kurt Douglas is playing, but he turned it down. And Michael Caine was considered to portray Benson, the first part that Keitel is playing, and also turned it down. Well, her, her, uh, Sean Connery was in that space movie, yeah. uh, Outlands, and I guess oh. uh, oh. Outlands, remember, like, he had a space colony? It was kind of like... Yeah, and they were mining, and that guy was coming to kill him. Yeah, like 12 o'clock high in outer space. In space. Like a Western that, in space. That great guy was in it. Uh, the one who was the father in Everyone Loves Raymond. That great actor. Peter Boyle. Yeah. Peter Boyle. yeah. Yes. Event Horizon. You're thinking of. <laughs> no, All right. The movie with John Connery. Is it yeah. Outlander or Outland? Out, Outland. Well, it might be Outlands. No, that's but I think it's Outland. No, that is outlandish. That's too much. Too outlandish. Same corridors. Same steamy <laughs> air-conditioned corridors. They probably like, do that, and then they turn around, shoot it the other way. Where did we park? I think <laughs> it's here. According to our ticket, it says double D43. <laughs> We're on CD. Is that a thing? Now, these sets constructed were the largest ever constructed at the time for a film made in the money. UK. This was a UK film, even though everyone's American. Um, two large sound, soundstage at Shepperton Studios were taken over by ITC. I thought it was Pinewood, but I was close. Director, producer Lou Grade was disappointed how the film turned out. It looked great on paper, but it started to fall apart due to John Barry's inexperience, Kirk Douglas's ego running riot, Harvey Keitel's lack of cooperation, and Farrah Fawcett's lack of character personality. Script problems. What is that? Mean? What is what is character she's boring. I mean, she's flat. Yeah. That's not oh, wrong. Oh, we got to keep running. Running. This, this movie is about, can they get 10,000 steps in outer space? And I would say I mean, right now there are 6,000 steps. 
Rates of the film he agreed to fund and the end result were almost two different films. This film ended in my eyes. They're just running around now for your... Yeah, and that's not really true. It has not ended. Uh, you are going to... Uh, the running around will stop, but... Good. This film is... All right, they're going to face the robot. We are in Act 2 right now. Let's see how many minutes in we are. Okay, there's 30... There's 20... Uh, there's 20... 22 minutes that. Yeah, fair enough. So we are in Act 3, I guess, but... Getting there. Oh, nice shot. That pissed me off. I'm going to go get him. All right. Now what they're going to do is that garbage area. They're right. going to have it that that's Harvey Keitel's blood, by the way. They're going to have it so that it's uh, camouflage that when he steps on it, he'll just fall right through. Like in that scene of Star Wars when they're in the garbage barge. No, this will be like trapping while it, It'll make yeah. him fall in there and he won't be able to get out. That's the point. Gotcha. But is the robot a dummy? The robot's no oh, dummy. The robot has like robot ray uh, vision. Yeah. They, they, that's a good puzzle piece. I got the blood lined up properly. <laughs> right, right, like a jigsaw puzzle. You got to get the they, image they right. They would have to do it right. Or the... So what should happen here is Farrah should engage the robot or run away, so he just goes chasing him. But no, she stands there, and the robot stops and goes, eh, something's weird here! And where's that dude? Where's that other guy, right. that Adam dude? He's a chess-playing robot. It was already established, Carl. Remember the robot was playing chess? <laughs> yeah, he's he one knows step ahead of them now. One step ahead. Hey, come on up here. Do the robot with me. here, Hector. Come on. Give me a hug. Um, yeah, right. She doesn't even do that. Look at his That's eyes. Kidding. You can see in his eyes he's thinking about it. it really? Well, that's really good acting. See, Farifoss is holding her own with a robot. Oh, Mike. Turn it up. Oh, well, it's too late. You missed it. No, Farifoss it. Okay. I don't know. Why do you have to defend her? Why do you have to defend I her? I don't, I'm not defending her. I'm a fan of Charlie's Angels. You know that, right? That's a great example. That was horrible acting. Horrible acting on all three of their parts. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, look at her face. Oh, you can't fool me. Garbage alert. Garbage alert. I'll just turn. I'll just go around. This film's garbage. Is underneath the floor. Look at her great acting. She's backing up. She's trapped in a weird control center that no one uses because there's no one else on this space moon. Oh, smart! You went in there anyway, Uppercut. Buddy. Okay, now let's get the crane game going. I'm stuck. Nope. Gotta I'm run. Stuck. Again. Oh, they were going right. to play the crane game? That's good. good. They pull up the I robot. Mean, oh, the robot's pulling himself up, and he's covered well, in garbage, ice well, garbage. Well, is it, or is it ice, right? I don't know what it is. It's kind of ice, icy barge water. Yeah, see, it looks frozen. But it's covered, it has to be covered with garbage, space junk. Space junk. Boom, boom. <laughs> 
All right, finally they got a spacesuit on. You're on Saturn three, but I'm not. <laughs> you're yeah, you're everywhere. Oh, I'm not. Remember the Devo song was a space junk. Oh, is that no? You know what? I never. Whoa, whoa! What just happened? That's something about a Denonai. Yeah, he pushed the Denonai button. Yep. You got to donate now to Mini Radio. Yeah, Go so ahead. And press the Denonai <laughs> button. So I guess that Harvey Keitel knew where the detonate button was because otherwise the robot couldn't have known. But are they done? They did it. See, yeah, That's see, so the nice. blood's like a makeup thing. Sometimes when they have these action films and someone gets hit and there's like blood on the head, they keep yeah. that blood stain the entire movie. Like yeah, it just looks like a sideburn. Person, right, like a sideburn. Yeah, so it's like a blood sideburn. Like in real life, you clean that up or you would say, ouch, my head. I don't feel like running around, but not in the film. You just have it as like a background thing. So it's obvious that the robot doesn't want to kill them because it blew up the ship. So what they did is they now got into Kaitel's ship and they're going oh. to have it automatically fly home to Earth, but it doesn't work. Every button they push, they're coming up on the... Well, these are all like... Space Age buttons, Carl. One of them has to work. Look, that closed <laughs> that button, closed the door. This was their escape out of here, and it's not going to work. You remember your first day on Saturn 3? Carl, open the door. Uh, and the button to open the door is, don't it joke is. with me, Carl, press the button. The donate now button. Now wait, turn on the sound, turn on the sound. Now remember he was dead, he got his hand chopped off. He is a spirit. God, listen. listen. What happened? Hector and I have come to an arrangement. Where is the robot? Hector is with me. Come this way, please. That sounds like, I don't know, Frasier or something. Oh, like one of the uh, people who call in? Yes, hi. Thank you for calling Frasier online <laughs> on the air. Yes, follow me, Frazier. <laughs> well, I like this road you're leading me down. Let's take oh, all our corridors. Are these new corridors or same corridors? I don't know. If it was the biggest set ever, I guess, yes, it's new corridors. It's just stupid. Why do that? Why spend that money? Just use the same corridor with different God. pipes three or four times, you know? Carl, I know you're not a video game player, and but there's <laughs> you know one type where you just shoot things. And a lot of these games are just in the same kind of endless corridors. And sometimes uh -huh. it's a cool aesthetic, and other times it's just, like, tiresome. Yeah, yeah, I can understand why that would be a problem. I mean, it's an aesthetic. It used to have because of limitations. You know, a game in 1980, for example, only has so much memory, so they would have to keep generating the same thing while you play. Mm -hmm. And that becomes an aesthetic. It's a loop. Look well, at this. They keep jumping there. Oh, now finally something happened in this movie. How can we only be in one corridor? They paid so much money for all those other corridors. Corridors. That's kind of scary jumping through closing doors like that. I'm sure yeah, like it's stagehands. I had a bad dream about it. You did? Yeah, it was an elevator door. That Look, you see Harvey Keitel's head? He was a robot all along? 
No. He was a robot. Oh, the robot killed him. He smashed. Yes, he killed him. He chopped his hand off. And uh, okay, so now they see that the robot, like Harvey Keitel, is way dead. Look who's coming! The solar, the eclipse is passing, and the ship is coming to make contact, which doesn't make sense because it was a radio silence, right? Right. Doesn't make sense. Do, do the other Power Rangers know that the red team left? <laughs> they, Saturn. they see him missing they're like i see blue power ranger where's okay, red the, the guy who wrote this screenplay is called martin amiss he got 30 grand for it in it 30 pound thirty thousand pounds okay. uh, but and and another game guy named frederick Raphael wrote it too but okay check this out in martin Amis subsequent novel money the main character is based part on john barry Okay, the aging film star is based on Kirk Douglas. And the what? project that they attempt to complete is racked with disaster, just like this production. So what, this what's the name of this book? Of yeah, what's the name of the book? I'm going to look it up. It's called Money, and it's by Martin A-M-I-S. Martin oh, Martin Amos. Carl, I read this book. <laughs> Back when I was a kid who read books. I think uh -huh. I read this. I might not have read this one. 1984. Okay, I'll have to take a look. Wait a minute. Martin Amos did not write this screenplay, did he? Yes, he wrote it. And also Frederick Raphael. And John Barry made up the story. Okay, now listen. He's woken up to find that he's a prisoner in his cabin. And that same implant that was in the back of Harvey Keitel's head, it's now in the back of Adam's head. Oh no! Wait, did the robot do that? Yes. Carl, don't you feel like that would be painful? Yes, and you can't just wake up the next day. Well, actually, in credit to the director, he woke up and said, "Oh my head." <laughs> he did do that. This robot is a pain in my neck. Speaking of which, there's a pain in my neck. Now, oh, I'm not like a fan whole. of this scene, and it's because she's wearing, like, a vest thing, you know? Yeah. But there will be no protruding chilliness in the room for our titillation. So, right. both Farrah Fawcett and Kirk Douglas are trying to say, hey, help, we're trapped! But the robot is doing their voices, saying, sorry oh. for the video inter, you know, malfunction. The audacity of those that evil robot to overdub their voices in this film. I can't. What a villain. Who wrote this screenplay, Harvey Keitel? Oh, look, I see. I know they're coming. I see them in the monitor, the Star yeah. Trek space no. monitor. Look how that vehicle is really made for like flying through the air right with its sort right. of wing things and the tail although it's not it's really three tails but they're in space they don't need that well it's always like the old movies where they had like they were flying on planes but the planes yeah. were just like trains right you know right. like wc fields movie i missed that was there one in which he was in the future 
No, he was flying on a plane, but it was, the, the plane itself was a train car, but it was in, you know flying in space. So they all had seats like a train does, and they had oh. windows like a train does, but outside are clouds. Okay. So they, it was like travel, but the plane was actually a train. I wish uh, the train was the plane felt like a train. Like I would like, like to see this film. I have to find it. Okay. I forgot what it was. It's been a while. I think well, it was like I can really Google long. W. C. Fields plane, right? Yeah. All right. So, are they? Look at that. How fast. So I remember having the Kenner toys of the uh, Saturn. They must be toys, right? Saturn three must have been. Uh, No, this was before. It was Star Wars that actually broke that. Right. Star Wars were years before. Well, toys must be big hit. And like, well, I mean, look. Now he feels the back of her head to see if she's got one, and she doesn't. Does she do the same? Oh, suddenly no, Kirk Douglas has a rat tail to cover up his whole... She doesn't feel it on his head? Here we go. She doesn't. Nope. Her hand was right there. Well, she didn't feel it. When are they going to okay, vote for acting. Listen to her acting and tell me how great it is. Well, it's oh, too feel it. Is she? Oh, oh, whoa! You got the bumpity <laughs> bump. What the bumpity bump? <laughs> All right, we didn't really get to her acting. Well, no, that was fair enough. Did you see how she was covering her mouth? That was pre-pandemic. Very foreshadowing. That's a lightsaber. All right, I'm gonna turn the sound off. All right, Carl, looking at the first Golden Razzie Awards in 1980, it was "Can't Stop the Music," "Cruising," "The Formula," "Friday the 13th. Oh, see full length that. Hope this doesn't give me something. Uh. Uh, jazz singer was 1980. New Dawn was 1980. Race of Titanic was 1980. Saturn Three was 1980. Windows. Xanadu was 1980s. That's one I remember. Coast Xanadu, to Coast, yeah. which is a German film. It looks like at least from the poster. Dressed to Kill was 1980. Now, Mike, I got to interrupt you. He's putting on explosives, so he's got a plot to save the day here. Okay, go ahead. So that's okay, stiff flash- competition. Yeah, like Flash Gordon. I'm just saying 1980 in general was like a string of weird movies that were released. But you weren't weren't you weren't reading the I I'm reading some website and at a certain point it can't be all those movies, but you oh, know. Okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Come on, let's listen. Come on. I am. Major. You will call me Major. I'm in command here. (laughs) You will do as I say. Both of you. Stay where you are. Do you think the robot's going to put up with this insolence? Oh, look at it. Look at his cigarette. Captain? All right, I got to turn this off. Why? You can't take it? Well, I... uh, 
So he's going to go to put it in the back of his neck a lot of times. See that? Wasn't that weird? Why? Yeah. Boy, she, he's going to go put it into the back of his neck, and then he's going to turn his head. And then he's going to turn his head. And then you're gonna, the robot's going to be like, God damn it. Stay still. Stay still. They haven't programmed it yet. That's not, I mean, Kaitel just did it. Oh, he turned his head. So wait a minute. I don't understand. Like, we watched Kaitel had a different thing stuck in the back of his head. They're going to oh. just put a needle? No, he's turning around. Yeah, just going to put a needle yeah. in there and they'll interface. Hiya, cha. Hiya. Now look, explosive. Oh, in the garbage. Oh, he's going to kill himself? Yeah. Oh, now, see all the robot parts, but we don't see any of his parts. I saw some red. It's like fish oh. guts. Yeah, look for okay. Kirk guts. Got... I don't see Kirk guts. This looks like a great music video. What music is playing over there? <laughs> right? Like, play any, any theme song. Cheap trick. Cheap trick. Guns and Roses. <laughs> it could be Guns any. But it's this weird, like, elbows on the uh, organ. New dog. All right. Well, this is uh, great. I'm so glad we went to see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine like an hour and a half at this film? It's just like slow motion of explosion. Oh. This guy named Elmer Bernstein wrote an sure. album of music for this movie, but it just didn't get used. It was progressive and experimental. They just used it in the opening sequences and they just used it now. Okay, so he's dead. Robot. Is this the music? Yes. Yeah, because the other one is definitely more experimentally loud. Okay, so the robot is dead. Kirk Douglas is dead. We will, There's no sequel. Saturn IV will Sarah? not have Kirk Douglas. Oh, 2001 uh, Howard Johnson. It does look like 2001 Space Odyssey. Look, time has passed because she has a different hairstyle. It's great hairstyle. Covers up the logo. That's a terrific hairstyle. Would you like some pills and water? Drugs? In no, the future, that's acceptable. I just say no to drugs. What future? This is from the cast and crew. Uh-oh. Mother That's Earth. Up. Mother Earth is coming up. Now she's never been. Oh, right. This is the first time seeing Earth. But we won't get there with her. Our movie will end. Oh, that's great news. <laughs> I mean, it's so ambiguous. Look how it looks like a space plane. Maybe because it goes into the atmosphere of Earth and it flies down. It's like a space applicator. All right, we're going to go to Earth. Earth. Earth with the F? Yeah. Earth. Earth. Look how slow it's going. Come on, aren't we falling? Oh, my God. What is this, Star Trek, the motion picture from the year before? <laughs> it's so slow. And see you later. Okay, the executive producer, 1980, ITC Entertainment. This really sank that company. I mean, with this and uh, Raise the Titanic both going over budget. Yeah. Well, Raise the Titanic was definitely a stinker. The director went home with some money. Right. <laughs>
Well, you know, God bless. He's a good director, and he kept directing, and he tried his luck. Carl, what do you think of this movie? Um, I thought it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch Farrah Fawcett. Uh, it was, I don't know, Harvey Keitel, it was neat how his voice was overdone. I don't know. That wasn't so great. I liked it. You know, the robot, you think he's dead. He's not dead. You think he's good. Then he's bad. I don't know. It was like literally squeamish stuff, including the part where the eye thing goes up to her eye. Yeah. I can't tell how they shot that. So it definitely felt really squeamish to me. And, uh, you know, the dog dead if you're not into that. But the bottom line, it's just boring running space corridors. But I guess it's iconic, right? Like, it's definitely an aesthetic, yeah. the endless space corridor. So, Ridiculous. yeah. And it was unclear why he killed the captain and went to deliver the robot on his own. I know. It didn't have any I'm so glad you told me that. I, wouldn't even re- I wasn't even realizing watching this film that it, that it occurred. And, and his demeanor never really fluctuated to a homicidal, you know, like... No, no, he wasn't yeah. that kind of a... Her, uh, but he, he was in the film. I don't know. It was weird how the eclipse affected the radio transmission, and yet when it was cleared, they had to actually fly a ship out there to say hello. That was bizarre. Uh, it didn't make sense what they were doing on the base. They were an experimental food center. What does it mean? What did they do? Why did they need such a large facility? What, 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 what? How come they were the only two people there? They weren't even scientists. They did no science. They did no science. Not only that, and I, I mean, I know we're beating this movie to death, but good. Why wouldn't they have robots there in the first place? Well, they had two bullshit robots. This was a new experimental one that you could train yeah. by uploading his brain into a real brain. It wasn't a computer. I don't know. I don't know. I know. And those weird brains was weird, too. Well, that has been Saturn 3. Carl, thank you so much for researching and uh, actually suffering through this film before uh, we uh, do it here as an audience. But, you know, sometimes bad movies are fun to watch when you have a crowd. We appreciate you joining us here on Let Us Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T is our YouTube channel. It's our audio podcast. And we are, of course, part of Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Check their their website out, mutinyradio.fm. Donate. Listen live. Donate. See the live shows they have Monday or Fridays. Perform as well. Stand-up comedy. Uh, Carl, next week's movie will happen next week. So we hope to hear from you. <laughs> hope to join us. Thanks for the heads uh, up. Yeah, thanks for the heads up. So listen to us on muniradio.fm next Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or just subscribe, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. My turn-ons are dancing in the dark.
are kissing on a lark and peeing in the park. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. That's the duh of Francais, not the duh of dumbass. Never mind that. Don't follow me now. Follow me later. I mean, for right now. W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Welcome to the show. Ah, thank you, ah. Mike. Thank you. I'm happy to be here on our show. We are bursting with energy. We're broadcasting right now, first, as always, on mutinyradio.fm. It is the your internet streaming radio pal, direct from the heart of the mission in San Francisco. We are on there first every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are part of a delightful afternoon. We follow Found Round Sound with Scott O, and then we're right before Ugly Sunday. So tune in. Go type in mutinyradio.fm. Hit play now and listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. PST. Hi, Carl. We are also a podcast by our acronym. It's A-L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. YT is YouTube. Type that into your podcast dumb. app. Dumb. The whole name's dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. And we are, of course, on YouTube where you can see Carl and me right now talking. I am, of course, wearing my Mutiny Radio shirt, uh, as always. And we are going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. If you're watching it on YouTube, you don't have to – basically, you'll listen to us, find the YouTube uh, movie on YouTube, listen, watch the movie, sound off, and listen to us. And if that's a big headache, just go subscribe to our YouTube channel where Carl syncs up the movies, and that's L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Good to see you, man. What movie are we watching today? Today we will watch The Lathe of Heaven, 1980. The Lathe of Heaven. Everyone knows Lathe is L-A-T-H-E. It's La The, which is French for the and American for English for the. It's not the, confusing at all. The Lathe of Heaven, 1980. The channel we like is weird name. The end. It ends in doll, like roll doll. K L I L J E doll. Kaliljee doll. Kaliljee doll is hosting our movie. If you see something that sounds like that, you are yeah. in the right place. Type yeah. in lathe of he heaven. Lathe is a mechanical tool. I just looked that up. It is L A T H E lathe of heaven. Find the link. Nineteen eighty. 1980. This is pretty the recent. Lathe of Heaven. Uh, so we're going to watch this movie, so we want you to watch it with us. You find the link, Lathe of Heaven, 1980, from Khalil and then you find it, you click it, you hit pause, move it back to zero, zero. This might take you a couple minutes, but yeah, we have like, good that's news. That's a lot to digest, right? Oh, it's no, going to take a while uh, to look up Lathe with T-H-E. Hang on, I'm going to give you... A machine for shaping wood, metal, or other material by means of a rotating drive, which turns the piece being worked on against changeable cutting tools. I have lathe metal in a machine shop. There, I use it as a verb. So, so I know exactly what they're talking about. It spins, and like you make the the beds, posts. You know, as it goes around. You yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I know heaven, right? That's where I, I'm going when I die. Oh, great! Yeah, great. no, I, I got tickets and everything. I got round trip tickets. Is that wrong? All right, let's uh, 
All right, so go ahead, hit the link. We are going to say go, and you're going to hit play with us. But we have a special comedian, a celebrity yeah. comedian, who's right. going to do our countdown. So take your time, find the movie, hit the link, wait. Carl has a celebrity comedian. We're going to learn a little bit about the celebrity comedian, and they are going to do the celebrity comedian countdown. Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Doug Carve. Welcome, Hello, Doug. Hello, Carve. How are you? All right, great. Now, you are an extraordinary comedian, okay? Oh, I don't know about that, but thank you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've seen you, maybe I've seen you even 10 times, 12 times. It always, I'm, I'm bumping into you at the Comedy Cove. It's a, it's a haunt of yours, you yes. know? But I hear you started comedy kind of late. You were in your 30s. It was the early 2000s. You had this 